Hello, friends. My name is Jonathan Bryant. I am the host of the Edge of the Airy podcast. I have the privilege of serving as the Chief Administrator of Lincoln Charter. The purpose of this podcast is to highlight some of our amazing staff and stakeholders that are with us at Lincoln Charter and to share the college experiences of our guests in the course of our conversation. We all know that college preparation is the goal of Lincoln Charter. It's important to know that I'm a former middle school social studies teacher, so I'm always interested in getting to know others better, sharing compelling stories, learning from the past, and finding out more about the individuals that make Lincoln Charter a great school and an amazing community. So where does Edge of the Airy come from? You likely know that an eagle's nest is an airy, which obviously has significant meaning for our eagle nation. I intend for this podcast to give you a perspective from the Lincoln Charter community. Therefore, each episode will come to you from the edge of the airy. As you likely know, Lincoln Charter is one of the oldest and largest public charter schools in North Carolina. We were founded in 1998, and we have a K-12 campus in Lincolnton and in Denver. Let's get to this episode's guest. Today, I will be speaking with Mr. Rob Brown. Rob is a partner at the Jonas Law Firm right here in Lincoln County, and he's served in that role for 10 years. Uh, he's been practicing law for 27 years total. Specifically related to Lincoln Charter, Mr. Brown is the current chair of our school board, and he will have served in that role for a total of five years at the end of his tenure for a total of six years on the board. That is before term limits will cause him to roll off the board, which we are all very upset about, but understand that that is part of the process. During his time as board chair, we've completed two construction projects of note, the Lincolnton expansion that was completed in early 2022, and the 7-8 building and athletic improvements project. Uh, Mr. Brown was also part of previous projects as well, even when he was not part of the school board. Those two projects that I mentioned completed the academic buildings that are necessary for our maximum student capacity, and Rob's involvement as an advisor and decision maker were instrumental in the success of those projects. Most importantly, however, Rob's a family man and he's the father of a current high schooler and at LCS alumni. Mr. Rob Brown, welcome to Edge of the Area. Thank you, Jonathan. Absolutely. Pleasure to be here. So if you can start by telling us a little bit about yourself, interests, passions, anything that you think would be helpful for our listeners. Certainly. So as you mentioned, I'm, I'm currently serving as a partner at the Jonas Law Firm and practicing for, it's hard to believe, 27 years. I've been seeing that long. So that's basically my background. I did go to uh, Appalachian State University uh, for four years and loved my time in Boone. Mm -hmm. Then went to Regent University. That's a small private law school uh, in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and did my three years there. Came back home uh, to Lincolnton, began practicing uh, in a small practice, uh, initially with another gentleman. Uh, went out on my own in 2000 and then uh, joined with the Jonas Law Firm in 2012. Uh, passion and free time. I do love uh, Appalachian sports, mostly football games. Uh, I love attending Carolina Panther games, really miss a game, uh, continue to pull for them despite the struggles they've had the last few years. We do have a good family tailgate, numerous families that we love to spend time with. Um, free time at home, most of the time spent outside, outdoors, uh, a lot of time on the lake, uh, in our boat, floating, kayaking, stand-up paddle, uh, just any activities we can that's around the water. Mm -hmm. 
And that's typically how I spend my, my little bit of free time that I have. Outdoor air is good for the soul. Absolutely. For sure. Always. So I think uh, we may have to rename this podcast to the Appalachian State Podcast because I think we're, we're going to see that as a theme for our episodes moving forward. We Absolutely. love to hire App State, App State grads. So, um, Can you talk a little bit about how your job has impacted Lincoln Charter and uh, sort of, I mentioned some of those building projects and whatnot, how that aligns with what you do for a living? Yeah, I believe 2012 was the first bond that I worked on uh, when Dave was still here and, and you were keenly involved with that as well. Uh, and I believe that was in 2012. And I did that as the role of an attorney advising uh, the board and advising uh, the administration on that bond process uh, for one of the first expansions down here uh, in Denver. Mm -hmm. And then the 2016 bond I worked on as well, but I was on the board. I believe that was my first year on the board. Mm -hmm. No, excuse me, 2016, first year on the board. 2017, I think we did another bond. Um, and then most recently, as you just mentioned, the recent building project with the USDA loan that we did. Um, so I believe my job has had a, a, an impact uh, in those capacities, primarily with the school and serving as in some women's role as, as legal counsel on those transactions. If you've ever closed on a on a house, there's, you know, how much paperwork there is and the, the man behind all the paperwork, uh, it's home closing on steroids, I think is, uh, are those bond, uh, bond transactions. So we really appreciate Absolutely. all that you, uh, did to, uh, make those as seamless as possible. Mm -hmm. Is, yep, absolutely. Is there any, um, anything that you appreciate about Lincoln Charter that you'd like to share? I appreciate a lot of things about Lincoln Charter. Um, I think just our standards of excellence and the high standards that we hold students and, and staff and faculty to. Um, I, I do really appreciate the fact that we do push our students hard. Um, you know, you often get comments from parents, man, they're really tough over there in the academics. But that's what we strive for. Um, I think also I appreciate the community expectations um, that we do hold those in high regard and we do push our students to, to live up to those standards. And the one in particular, I, I think that, that I'm always proud of is the service aspect of the community expectations. Mm -hmm. the, the service hours that our, their students put in and the wonderful things that they do in the community to, to make you know their surroundings and our community a better place. Um, and I do really appreciate that. And I think that's one of our, our highest accolades I think we could give our school. Yep. Yeah, we've been, I, in my opinion, we've been really blessed as a school community. And when when you are blessed, you have in some ways an obligation or, or a duty to give back and to and to help help your community at large. So I, I agree 100 percent. Yeah. So it's it's great to see everything that our uh, our students and community accomplishes out in the community. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about your college experiences. You have an advanced degree and as, as you mentioned from Regent. Can you talk a little bit about those two college experiences and what uh, maybe some differences or highlights from from each? Sure. Really enjoyed my time in Boone, uh, being an App State Mountaineer. Of course, athletics was a big part of school. Appalachian was one of the schools you just didn't want to leave. I, I could have stayed in the mountains for, for many more years and continued studies there. Uh, just a wonderful environment, had great friends, still had a lot of good friends from, from college. And grad school, and in my case, law school, is so different. Um, you know, when you're in college, everyone's kind of similar and 
when you get to law school, I remember the first thing that I realized is, dang, man, everyone here is really, really smart. Mm -hmm. And you're now competing with the best of the best, the sharpest minds. And when I got to Regen, this is back in the day when your grades and things were posted by your social security number. I know a lot of people may have a hard time believing that. <laughs> but it was the old you know, IBM printout you know, paper. And I remember as soon as you get there, they already have your, your rank based on your LSAT scores and your GPAs and stuff coming in. So you, you're ranked as you walk in the door. And I remember I was dead middle uh, of that. Uh, and I thought, wow, because I, I thought I was a lot smarter than that. And then when I graduated, they, they constantly post your rank because it's a big deal to be topped out of, you know, of a law class. And I think I moved up like two spots. So law school is a lot more difficult, a lot more challenging. And so completely different from the college experience, the way I would describe law school, first years like boot camp, they they really weed people out that can't handle the pressure um, in the study, uh, the rigorous studies. And I think we lost about 20% of our class at the Christmas break of the first year. Mm -hmm. And then the second year, they basically work you to death. Um, and then the third year is where you start focusing on your areas of concentration. So they, they it, it gets a little easier at that point because you're, you're focusing on one or two areas as opposed to all the law. College and, and law school are completely different. Yeah, a little bit different. Yeah, I know one obvious difference too is that you're not technically, you're not necessarily an adult going into undergrad, going into your Boone experience, yeah. and then you're an adult really when you're going into your advanced degree. So that you're at different stages of your life, kind of, um, which makes a lot of difference too. And yeah, exactly. When I when I was my first year in law school, Kara. Uh, my wife and I got engaged, and so after my first year at law school, we were we got married. So now we're a married couple navigating marriage, and she got a job in Virginia, and I was clerking for a law firm in Virginia for two years. And so, yeah, it's a completely different experience from college for yep. sure. Enjoy those first those first four years, kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Enjoy every moment. Is there anything that you wished you knew prior to starting your studies at App? I would say at App, the, probably the biggest culture shock that, that I had uh, was you really get out, get, need to get off to a good start with your grades and keep mm -hmm. them up. Um, if you, you have one bad grade or one bad class, it's so hard to bring your GPA up on that cumulative scale. And so to me, I had a bad class and just happened to be, you know, an eight o'clock class on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and I didn't have my next class until like one o'clock. So I wasn't, <laughs> I didn't attend that class as much as I should have and didn't do so well. And that really hurt me in the long run. And I wish I would have done that. So. I would say, you know, study hard, attend class, uh, and, and get off to a good start. Uh, if you get off to a good start, it's much easier to maintain it than to be digging out of the hole, so mm -hmm. to speak. That's great advice. I I know for me, some of my professors had attendance requirements and others did not. And attendance to class does really impact your grades yeah. for sure. And I know I was, I could have done better. Yeah. with class attendance for some of my uh, my classes but um don't another another word of advice is those those early classes can really be a booger um and so pay attention to your schedule as much as yeah. you can um because that that can really make or break a class if it's 
super early and it's not falling yeah. well within your entire schedule. And I was in the National Guard, so I was actually at boot camp. And so they, they registered my classes for me. So I didn't know what my schedule was until I showed up like gotcha. right before school started and I got my schedule. I was like, oh, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everyone's had better schedules because they had flexibility, but they, they just assigned my classes to me because I was in, at Fort Sill, Oklahoma at the time. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about your National Guard uh, experience. So I joined the National Guard and um, when I was actually still in high school, and I served in the North Carolina National Guard for six years. I was in the field artillery unit, and uh, in all honesty, I, I joined once I got accepted to college. Um, being the son of a preacher who has a very meager living and, and five kids uh, living at home, there weren't a whole lot of options for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and quite frankly, you know, my dad didn't qualify for financial aid, but he, you know, was not going to be able to pay full to you know, my tuition and, and help me out the way that he needed. Mm-hmm. So I joined the National Guard, and they had the GI Bill. Uh, I received a monthly guard check when I showed up to guard pay, mm-hmm. and they had a student loan repayment program at that time. And then they also did a tuition assistance where they would send five hundred dollars a semester straight to Appalachian. And so I, between that and working. Uh, all through college, bartending, waiting tables. I left that debt free, which was pretty incredible. That's great. And a lot of that was to the National Guard student loan repayment. Um, but I would have to go home once a month and go to uh, guard drills mm-hmm. at the Lincolnton Armory. And then two years out of the summer, we'd go to Fort Bragg and spend two weeks there. And about half the time, our guard drill, we would have to go to Fort Bragg. So that would make for a long weekend when you're a college kid. Right. Driving home, getting up to cracking on, going to Fort Bragg. For a long weekend and then coming back up the mountain. Uh, but it was a great experience. I, I took full advantage of it. I took all the leadership classes they offered. I went through what a thing called BNOC and PLDC, which is primary leadership development uh, course. And that's when you're actually out doing maneuvers out in the mountains in Asheville and a lot of classroom training too on leadership skills. So I got out of the National Guard with the, was the rank of E5. So I was a sergeant when I got out. But did not re-up because at that point I was starting law school. Had a family. And, yeah. Yep. And, and so I decided to get out, but did enjoy my experience. And honestly, I think every teenage boy ought to go through boot camp. I, I really think that they should. So a lot of great benefit comes out of that. Well, that's great. Well, I, I know our uh, listeners and I appreciate your service. And sure. that's it's uh sounds like that was not just the the physical part of it, but also some of the classroom type things were helpful for you as a from a career perspective and a life perspective too, which is great. Um, were there any other experiences in college that were formative for you that that come to mind that are that not play into your current life or, or, or what you do now? Yes, there, there was. I think one that's going to be shocking to you is is being involved with fraternity mm-hmm. um, because I, I was a Lambda Chi Alpha. I don't know. I guess I still am technically and worked my way up and became president of that fraternity. And to some folks, that seems like that's a meaningful task or, you know, it's just a bunch of party boys. And and we were, but we also did a lot of social Mm -hmm. uh, and community service. But being president of fraternity, that is where I actually worked, learned Robert's Rules Board. And you've got 65, 70 guys in a room and you have to maintain order. And good luck with that. Yeah. And so, you know, and so we actually did run in business meetings and we had a sergeant at arms and, so I learned Robert's Rules of Order because I had to, and we had a, an advisor who was a faculty member uh, who would be in there and, and make us run a pretty tight ship. And so interestingly enough, you know, being in the fraternity was, uh, 
was something that really, um, I think, parlayed into what and things I do now, different mm-hmm. boards I serve on, and different roles that I have in the community. And then the other big impact was a uh, Professor White, who had retired. He was the uh, state attorney general from Florida, had come up and was an associate professor at App. And I took all of his classes, and he taught his classes uh, as they do in law school. So we had the case books. Mm-hmm. We had to read case law, and we learned law by reading cases. We'd have to proof them, brief them. We'd stand up, do presentations. And so I took, five, I think, at least four, maybe five classes that he taught. And that prepared me for law school. Um, and so he, he had a huge impact on, on, on me and my career. And he was one that encouraged me to, to follow through with that, mm-hmm. with my passion for law. That's great. It's, uh, it's good to look back and see some of those experiences that are shape you and don't uh, at the time, you don't know how that's going to mm-hmm. really play into your life as you move forward. But I know there are some that discount the the Greek life, fraternities and sororities and whatnot. But there's there's a lot that could be learned for Absolutely. sure, and it's not just uh, not just the stereotypical things that you see on uh, movies or hear from people or whatever. So right, that's great, Professor Professor White. Yes, it's, uh, sounds like a mentor type yes. figure after you. That's. Mm-hmm. That's great. Were there any things that you felt like you did in high school that prepared you for for your college experience and thinking about maybe advice that our current high schoolers might be wise to listen to as they're working their way towards uh, towards college? Uh, for, from my personal experience in high school, I, at that time, there wasn't a whole lot of offerings to to prep you for college. What I'd encourage you know, our students is, is Lincoln Charter does have a lot to offer mm-hmm. uh, in that regard, and in particular, you know, the ability to take Gaston College classes and, uh, and get some of those credits. Um, had I had those opportunities, I surely would have taken advantage of them, uh, and I think our students really need to take advantage of those. We're hearing stories, you know, just the other day at the board meeting, the young lady that had um, has already graduated her associate's degree from mm-hmm. Gaston yep. uh, before she even receives her high school diploma, and that's amazing. And we had one last year, uh, if I recall, in the same uh, scenario. Uh, my oldest daughter was able to to start Chapel Hill um, basically as a sophomore because of the credits that she she took. And a lot of our students, we hear those stories. So a lot of our students are graduating early um, and, are, and are taking full benefit of uh, these these items that are offered through the school and through Gaston that really prepare them for success. Yeah, there's AP classes, CCP, Gaston college classes, or we, we hear over and over again how it gets our kids ready and they roll into college and they're ready ready to go from day one, which is the, which is the goal. Mm-hmm. Specific to your career and job as an attorney, is there any advice you would give to students that might be thinking about dipping their toe into that into that water? I feel like it's with any career, it, 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 you need to enjoy what you do. You need to have some passion for it. I, you know, when I ask people, when people ask me these questions and, um, you know, whether they want to pursue law or pursue anything, I tell them you need to you need to enjoy it and you need to, to not do it just because you want to be a lawyer, you just want to be a doctor or a dentist. You need to have some passion because when you've done it as long as I have, if, if you're not enjoying it to some degree, then you're going to be miserable no mm-hmm. what it is. And it's not about the money or the prestige or anything else. It's really about work-life balance um, and finding something that you're, you're happy at, that you're good at. Mm-hmm. And I do encourage students to you know, find out what your, your skill sets are. Um, there's certain skill sets that, are, that play into law and others that play into going into sales or education or whatever the case may be. Um, but, but I really believe you need to go into something that you're going to enjoy and have fun with. 
not that working is always fun, but there's there's ways to make fun out of it. And I think that's important. Yep. Yeah. If you're, I think if you're going, if you're driving to work every day, dreading it, then that's not going to make for, make for a positive career. Absolutely not. It's great advice. Is there anything related to your time on the board that you are particularly proud of or that you want to brag about, which uh, is not, not a bad thing? <laughs> um, you, you mentioned several of them in the intro and, and I've hit on them too. Just, I think the buildings, you know, from a facility standpoint that we're now uh, have the ability to, to max out the capacity, you know, the athletic improvements we did down in the Denver campus. And so I'm really proud of, of a lot of those. Um, but most importantly, I, I think on my tenure on the board, I, I feel like we have always put staff first, um, taking care of mm -hmm. our teachers and, and our faculty and our administrators and all those other roles that support the school. Um, I don't think we've ever hesitated to, to give raises when doing on bonuses. And even during COVID, when it was extremely difficult to navigate, um, you know, I'm proud that we did take care of our folks and took care of our, our LCS family. Um, and I'm, I'm proud of the way the board handled it. Um, and I'm certainly proud of the way you handled it because this was something that started us that no one saw coming, mm -hmm. that we were not prepared for, no one was prepared for it. And there were no right answers ever. Uh, and I, I firmly believe that you did a, a great job and that the board did as well. We didn't always agree, but at the end of the day, we walked out and we'd shake hands and, mm -hmm. and I feel like we handled it the right way. Uh, if there is such a thing as a right <laughs> And I'm glad that's behind us, hopefully, and that we don't go back down that road. But I, I am proud of the way we navigated some really, really difficult times together. Yeah, that was hopefully never again, but definitely an interesting time. And I, I know your steady leadership helped a lot because there were, we all saw plenty of school boards in various uh, times during the last couple of years that um, it's it was easy to easy to not handle it in a human way and not not recognize that there were a lot of considerations no easy answers really no right answers and uh, there was uh, including me there was a lot of folks happy to see you in the chair the chair position for the board even though probably was not the most comfortable I know <laughs> well it was a team effort it was I just had to be sitting in that chair but without the rest of the team and without you your support and the admin um, it made my job a whole lot easier I can tell you that but yeah I, I don't want to go back and relive those times yep well enough about that uh, <laughs> um, but I, but I do I, I do want to say I appreciate and I know that our I've heard from a number of staff over the last years that they do appreciate the board support as well and and your support and that's that goes a long way to um, to a healthy healthy community. So, is there anybody that you would like to give a shout out to a hero or a mentor or somebody that then it might be somebody that continues to be important in your life? Yeah, I, I can. And um, he's a gentleman that's not with us anymore. His name is Jerry Lackey. Um, Jerry started me in real estate. He was a local realtor, um, a broker and, and, and an appraiser, um, but more importantly, Jerry was a friend and Jerry was there, uh, when I needed anything advice, I would just stop in his office right down the street here on highway 16. And Jerry and I had some investment properties together with another friend and partner, uh, and Jerry battled, uh, numerous medical issues. Uh, he had kidney transplant, was on dialysis for a long time, battled cancer several times, and one of the strongest people I, I knew, um, but Jerry always smiled, and anytime you saw him, you wouldn't know there's anything wrong with him, even though he was, at, at the end, he was dying, but he didn't act like it. And so 
Jerry has a special place in my heart. His family still does. I, I was there when Jerry took his last breath, and I'll never forget that moment with him and his family. And, but Jerry's had a huge impact, and I'm thankfully I was able to tell him. Uh, but I'd encourage folks, if there's someone out there that means a lot to you or has, a, has had an impact on your life, be sure and tell them. Um, people don't last forever, unfortunately. Um, and so I encourage folks to reach out to those that, that mean something to you uh, while you still have the opportunity. It's great, great, great tribute. I don't think I ever met Mr. Lackey, but it's uh, hopefully his legacy is living on and maybe a little part of him is living inside of you. Yeah, so absolutely. That's great. Um, uh, is there anything that you are watching or streaming right now that you would recommend? Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Fantastic. Yeah. That's a great series. Kevin yeah. Costner. Yeah. That's good. Uh, it's about a family and a dysfunctional family, which I think everyone has. We can all relate to that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and just how the dynamics and how they, uh, you know, how they're navigating the changing of times and it intrigues me particularly from a family perspective, but also, uh, doing what I do for a living and zoning and planning and development that that's, this movie has a lot to do with that because mm -hmm. they're in a beautiful ranch and people are coming and they're going to develop around them. And, and then it, that's what causes the problem. So it, it's interesting from my background and what I do to watch that aspect of it as well. But I think it's a great show. Um, and most people that I know watching are into it hook, line, and singer. Yep. Uh, but yeah, we, we enjoy watching Yellowstone. Thank you for that. Thank you, sir. What about music? Anything that you're jamming out to right now that is uh you'd like to recommend to anybody well i've really recently gone back to the grunge rock era uh, which is on okay uh, but you know the the food fighters the mm -hmm. stone temple pilots pearl jam just some of that classic kind of feel good music um and before that i got back in my college kick and i was all over some rem for mm -hmm. weeks and weeks that's all i was playing and then uh i, I always loved classic rock though like you know, it can never be a good ACDC song or just something to, you know, to, to get your juices flowing. But lately, I've, I've, it's been a lot of the grunge rock stuff, which is... Grunge rock. Yeah, one Nirvana. That's speaking my language right yeah. there. That's yeah. that's good. Yeah. Um, local restaurant that you would recommend. Could be Lincoln County Restaurant or yeah. could be any place that you think our folks need to check out. For Denver being a size rare, I think we have some great choices, and it, it really depends on what you're looking for. But if I had to pick one as, as a go-to, it's typically with these Safari Miles, um, just because they've got a wide variety. You know, they have stuff that Joey serves, kind of stuff from like Fresh Chef. Uh, and the Chill Fire, of course, are more upscale, but mm -hmm. we, we typically, Safari Miles seem to be our top choice and, and go-to for doing going out locally. And a big supporter of... Uh... Lincoln Charter yes. for those folks yeah. which we appreciate. So absolutely. Any dishes or orders that you've got to have from one of those places? You, you, you your life is not complete without. <laughs> I, I, it's going to sound odd, but it's a part of miles. I, I love the calamari number one, the appetizer. Mm -hmm. They've got fried mushrooms that are also out of this world. Um, and either one of those are good for you. But they certainly <laughs> taste good going down. And then it's going to sound odd, but. Almost all of our family members are go-to. They do these chicken tips with peppers and onions that are over rice, and just the seasoning on that is fantastic. It's not even a top grade, top shelf thing, but it's the chicken tips over yep. rice is what we love. Awesome. Yeah. Those uh, creative juices flowing for the aspiring chefs out That's there. Right. It's, Absolutely. It's good. Is there anything else that you 
would uh, would like to mention before we sign off? I don't think so. Um, you know, again, it's been a pleasure serving on the board and being involved with Lincoln Charter. You know, having a daughter that graduated several years ago and is successful and, and not doing Lincoln Charter have, have a large part to do with that. Having a junior there now that's going to, well, she's a senior now, technically, right? Because she just finished her last exam. Um, and she's been there since first grade. So it's been, you know, a wonderful experience for her. In fact, she shared with me um, over the weekend that she didn't want school to end this year, that she really enjoyed her time and her friends and her teachers and just the whole environment uh, at the Lincoln Charter. And her and her mind and opinion was, was fantastic this year. And she didn't want to attend. And that's kind of shocking for a mm-hmm. You know, a teenage girl to tell you that, but she did. And so we've been pleased the whole time that we've been affiliated with with Lincoln Charter. Hopefully, and I know going forward, they'll keep up the good work and and all the wonderful things that we've got going on over there. Well, Mr. Brown, I appreciate your time. It was a pleasure to get to know you a little bit better. And I really appreciate all of your contributions to Lincoln Charter community. Thank you for being a model of leadership and support for our community. And Thanks for coming on to Edge of the Area. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Jonathan. Absolutely. And I want to thank our listeners for tuning into this episode. I hope you will consider subscribing to the Edge of the Area on your preferred podcast platform. Have a great week and go Eagles. I want to thank all of our listeners and subscribers for taking the time to listen to the Edge of the Area. Like everything at Lincoln Charter, it takes a great team to make this podcast happen. The Edge of the Airy is produced by Jonathan Bryant and Taylor Helms, and Miss Helms is also our senior editor. Graphics and artwork are by Melissa Lasarski, and our music is brought to you by Next Mike, who you may also know as Michael Paulino Albin. Our team uses the free Anchor app to create each episode, which is found at anchor.fm. You can listen to this podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and Stitcher. Feel free to rate or review the podcast. It may help others to discover this content. This is Jonathan Bryant signing off until next time.